Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 300. Three, zero, zero, zero. How about that? My name's Turner Sparks. I am Sir Excellent Michael Ira Kaplan. Ooh. Ding, ding, ding. 300, baby. We made it. Sir Excellent. Were you trying to do His Excellency? I don't know what I was going for. I just feel like I need to add something for yes. the occasion. Yeah. I need to, you couldn't just be a sir. What is, is, there, a, is there a level higher than Mike? I think His Did Excellency. His is, Excellency. Yeah. Uh, his Excellency, Michael Ira Kaplan. Do, 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 do. And then the trumpets <laughs> blare. Coming yes. in down through, and then they chop somebody's head off. This is <laughs> the medieval the times. Mm. Oh my gosh, episode 300. I'm Turner Sparks. I already said that. You can find yeah. Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. Um, and I'm putting up new stand up clips. I took a little break uh, from mm. doing that because I had too much other stuff going on. Relax, too, people. Yeah, you, you have so much material. You can't just be. You have to you can't just share it all at once. Well, I'm building my new hour and it's kind of odd because like you're like, this is pressure to put stand up clips out. But I'm like, I don't know. I just thought of this bit. It might change two weeks from now. It might get better. Give me a break. Right. But that's not the new way. If you talk to any 20 mm. year old, they're like, no, no, no. It's content. They want to see your they bad. They don't jokes. even care. Building an hour. What are you, a boomer? Who exactly. Cares? I, I was <laughs> just talking get a to this clip guy. that's viral. I yeah. was talking to this guy who's like a successful professional comedian. And he was like, I will never put out hours again. I'm no. like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm, it's all one minute clips. It's all short <laughs> clips. So, I'm like, really? You're not 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 even on YouTube. You're not releasing a stand up hour. And he's like, no, not at all. And to give you a hint is who he who he is. His um, his brother or his cousin was an actor. We're way off base here. But his, <laughs> his cousin was on. It wasn't 90210. The other one, Melrose Place, I want to say. Oh, no. Party of five. Party of five. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to picture the party of five guests now. I don't. Uh, I don't have it in me. I All right. Well, people can look it up anyway. Cap. Well, that should be our goal. We're at Lost in America pod on Instagram. We put up clips and yes. we should just the goal is to make those clips so successful. We stopped doing the show. Right. So we just. Put yes, up, you're right. Gotta, we no longer put out hours one minute. of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who needs an hour? That's for Boomer. Cap. Boomer pod. So what we're doing today, we're going to get to this in a minute. There's no guest. Well, I'm sorry. We have a host. We have a guest host. Guest host. We've never yes. done this before. But we said it's our 300th episode. We had a friend ask us, what are you doing for number 300? We said, we haven't thought about it at all. And he said, well, you better think of something. It's a big deal. And so we said, okay, so we have a guest host who's going to be interviewing us. And I'm going to introduce her in just a minute. But before that, Kaplan, yes. everybody support us. Go to patreon.com slash lost in America. Over there, we put out uh, two, about two episodes a week of Ooh, lost in the bunker. It is our 
companion show to this show that really doesn't have much to do with this show. On this show, we learn about the world. On the Lost in the Bunker, the world learns about us. So you go over there. It's me and Cap doing a full throttle 30 minutes comedy podcast. And you can subscribe to that. Patreon.com slash Lost in America. Five bucks a month. You get that show for 10 bucks a month. You get a Lost in America T-shirt commemorating the time we went to number one in Armenia. And who doesn't want that? You walk around town. Armenians give you (laughs) thumbs up. We've been living off that a long time, but we're very proud of it. It's a great accomplishment. Hey, listen, you go to how many other people have done that? I still get introduced. I got introduced last night on stage and they said, oh, this comedian number one album comedy album on iTunes. They don't say it was nine months ago. (laughs) They just say number one album on iTunes. And, you know, if you don't say when the crowd thinks it's now. Um, So do that. And then for 20 bucks a month, you get your own ad on this show. How about that? Once a and month, we will say anything famously, anything you want. We will be pro Russia. We'll be pro Ukraine. We'll be pro. Yeah. Uh, any pro, any side of any issue, we'll take any pro business. Golden State War. I won't do that. That's you the won't only do that. That's I your line. Do. I won't be bo- pro Boston Celtic either. But we'll. we'll those are the two lines. Yes. <laughs> so uh, but anyway, yeah, do that. And then uh, Kaplan, I have an announcement actually, real quick. Yeah. I'm going to be May twentieth. And I'll put the links for tickets in this uh, the description of this show. May 20th, I will be in Detroit, Michigan, doing two, possibly three shows. I think they're adding a show at yeah, Drew so Freilich's new comedy club in the suburbs of Detroit, doing my brand new hour of comedy. And you says, Turner, wow, how do you have an hour, a new hour so quick? Guess what? I don't. I'm going to have a bunch of notes and I'm going to be reading jokes and you're going to be telling me if they're funny. <laughs> okay but i haven't I have, I have like half of it worked out and the other half we're just gonna go by the seat of our pants and see what happens so come to that i'm, I'm tentatively calling the hour grow up how do they tell you if it's funny or not do they throw something at you do they well no audiences like, normally laugh or don't laugh, laugh okay is what happens at a comedy <laughs> I didn't know show these things yeah deep dive kaplan's only worked in comedy for i don't know five <laughs> ten years he's like now how does an audience project that they enjoy something at a comedy. Show. I never thought of such a such a loophole. They I laugh or don't. So go to uh, my website, turnersparks.com to get those tickets or just um, there'll be a, disc- a link to the description. May 20th. Come on out to that. All right. Now let's get to the show. Dr. Andrea Jones. What do you know Roy about this topic? here? Comedian Andrea Jones Roy is, is here. You know her from the Majoring in Everything podcast. Uh, we talk about that show every week. She's part of the world's smartest podcast network. She's the first American we've had on this show in a very long time. Great trivia question. Who was it? Do we know? We can't. We'll, we'll figure that Probably out. William Childress. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Jonesroy, J O N E S R O O Y. She puts out stand up comedy clips all the time. She's going to be guest hosting this show for us right now to ask us about us. Uh, Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Happy 300 episodes. That, that is a big deal. Thank well you. I'm just, well, you know, no one can cancel us. That's the good thing about podcasting. So that's right. That's right. They tried did, to silence Joe Rogan. It didn't work. They're not going to silence Lost in America. They're not going to silence us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wanted to also tell you that totally separate from your big 300, I was hosting a comedy show the other night and someone in the front row was from Armenia. And I said, well, you obviously know the Lost in America podcast. <laughs> and what, was the, what was the response? Uh, uh, a, a silent nod. I'm not sure how good her English was. That's and a then yes. I, yeah. And so I said, OK, other than the Lost in America podcast, what is Armenia known for? And she said vodka. And I thought that didn't seem right. But is that true. Uh, and I said, and I thought it was genocide. And I brought the whole room down. So, <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah. 
But uh, but but yeah, no, I was shocked she didn't know you. I think she was just being modest. Um, and maybe she was hoping you'd, you'd show up. I don't know. I'm sure she was. Well, well, happy 300. I'm glad your friend remembered that 300 is a big deal and said that you should do something special for it. Honored to be here. I wanted to start by asking you guys, how the heck did this show start? Because when I was on this show a long time ago, back when you used to interview Americans. You were on episode 14. I looked it up. There we go. <laughs> Circus in America. How did this start? Um, so Kaplan and I, I don't know. Do you want to you want to take it away, Kaplan, or should I? Uh, you you should start off with how you had the because you had the idea originally. That's Let's, a good point. Oh, the original the, idea. Yeah, we well, go, all 300 episodes. We we'll go through that, that part quickly because and then we'll work our way up to this. So the original concept was I, uh, Andrew and I, we knew each other in China and I've been there for 12 years. I moved back to New York City. I moved to New York City. I'd never lived here before in my life. I was I grew up in California and um, I moved to New York City. And I wanted to start a podcast because like six years ago, literally, podcast. you had to have a podcast to do comedy. Yeah. Wait, now you have to have Instagram clips. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot course. in your opening notes, by the way, because I'm still being a boomer about comedy and thinking, well, I've not till I perfected. Do I want to release it? And even if I'm going to release it anyway, so I got to go. Oh, no. Same with me. I don't yeah. really. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. And I yeah. think we're right, by the way. Um, I hope so. <laughs> history will prove me wrong, but I think we're right. All right. So, You've been right about uh, Choco Tacos and uh, going outside. So I'm putting my money on, I'm on the two for two yeah. outside. <laughs> he was right about going outside. Yeah. And the lack, the, the lack of need for it. Oh, All right. So you're, you're moving back to you're moving to New York for the first time. Yeah. 2016. I moved to New York for the first time to do stand up comedy as a professional comedian for the first time. And I said, I had to have a podcast. And so um I thought that the I, I noticed when I came back, I had been gone for too long. I'd been I left when I was 22. I came back when I was 34. I genuinely didn't know stuff about the United States of America and or just being an adult in general. Mm. I you left don't have right to be after- an adult in China for some reason. You really don't. I was only there for three years and I was lost when I came back. Your show was a guided light for me. OK, yeah. so three years was enough time because you don't also when you live internationally in general, um, I think people tend to just do stuff for you. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you're a foreigner. Let me just go. I'll go help you open your bank account. Yeah. I'll, I'll help you. Here's I'll do your laundry. You- Call this guy <laughs> to do your taxes. We'll yeah, deliver pay everything. your landlord, direct deposit. Order for yeah. you at the restaurant. What's good here? I'll yeah, yeah, definitely. Order yeah. at the restaurant. All that kind of stuff. So you become almost yeah. this like king of sorts. Yeah. Here's, I'll find you women for you. You don't need to do that your own. Yeah. Well, the king <laughs> I had a lot doesn't. Of women. Have yeah. to wait. I don't remember that part, but um, <laughs> the but you know the king the, the, the they don't know how to do certain things because they've never had to do it. They don't know how to go open a bank account. So I came back Link to America I, and and compounded with never living as an adult in the United States. I didn't know how to do any of this stuff, and so I started talking to Kaplan about it, and I was like, "This should be the podcast. We should have comedians on who teach me how to do, American comedians teach me how to do all this stuff." And I wanted to do the podcast with Kaplan. Everyone's like, is Kaplan a stand-up comedian? No, he's not. <laughs> but he's also the funniest person I've ever known in my life. And so oh, why not? We all know comedians who... Are, there's a lot of comedians who are funny on stage who just aren't funny off stage. Or And I didn't even know them. Are The only comedians I know... I, a few of us who are friends with each other. And then people I was kind of meeting in the New York scene at the open mics and stuff. I'm like, these people are like borderline homeless people. <laughs> like open mic comedians in New York City are right. not someone I want to be friends with for the most or part. teach you about how to live in America properly. 
because right, right. No, they were way. like going. They're like, hey, if you do, if you go up and tell a couple jokes, they'll give you a free water. <laughs> get a free water. Yeah, you might like, get a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> For the yeah, reference, I think that has since changed. You now have to buy a water to do to do. You don't get your own water. That was probably to get Biden, the, probably you know. If you bring a swell side. bottle, do they refill it for you? Oh, uh, yeah, that's depends on the bar. By the way, bar. I'm on the side. I'm on the venue side on that. That's probably to get those losers out of their establishment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Eat them out. No, the I, when I first got here, I was I hosted a mic at a, a Bigeo bar. Turner, did you ever come to the Bigeo bar? It was called Lumos. Yeah, it was you and Daniel Parafan. That's exactly oh, right. Yeah. Friend of the pod. We love him. And they were like, can you try to get the comics to buy drinks? We'll even give them 10% off. And each cocktail was like $28. And no one likes Baijiu in in the comedy scene. At that time. At that time, exactly. Yes, no one at that time knew what Baijiu was. But regardless, no comic has $28 on them. So it was a, it was a losing proposition. So, okay, but wait. Have you said on this podcast before how you know Kaplan? Because your your story is interesting, how you two know each other. I don't know if we have. I met him in a hot tub, I think, in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> no. I love we it. Met. That's so shady. <laughs> we met long before the hot tub. So when I was in high school, we did spend a lot of time in a hot <laughs> oh, tub wait. together. When he was in high school in a hot tub, and I was in college. <laughs> yeah, Haplin was an adult, and I was a minor. And, and I said, do you want to make it in Hollywood? We got kid? drunk in a hot tub. <laughs> no, when I was my brother went to Syracuse University and with Kaplan, they became friends at Syracuse University. And when I was in high school, I would go visit my brother at college and Kaplan was his roommate. They lived in a house together that was a borderline. It was being foreclosed on. I think. <laughs> it, can I, it was being shut down little- by the by the local sanitation nope. bureau. And uh, so when I was 16, they were 20. I would go up to Syracuse and hang out with them once or twice a year. And Kaplan and my brother would just buy me, like, sneak me into bars and buy me drinks and stuff. And then uh, and we became friends. Go ahead. Kat. And I was just going to say one point, because I mentioned this to someone yesterday, ironically, is that I know your brother. I became really good friends with your brother because I lived with him in London. And I lived with him in London in, like, a study abroad summer program that I only went to because I was the type of person who didn't want to go, like, fully abroad in college. I want to miss, like, basketball games or something. So <laughs> I, now, I'm, now I'm hosting a podcast, this global podcast I'm co-hosting. And it's all star- I wouldn't even, I don't know if I'd even be friends with Tyler if not for the fact that I could only go away from the great place of Syracuse, New York in the summertime. So yeah, I live with I live with Tyler. You go to in, England of all places. Go to England, a place that speaks English, yes. What was your reasoning <laughs> that they would have they would show NBA games in London? No, my reasoning was well, God forbid Syracuse wins the national title and I'm in Europe. I missed I would miss I didn't want to miss college back. I didn't want to miss so anything you didn't in college. study abroad during the year. I didn't study abroad during the year, I oh. studied abroad in the summer. Oh. Well, your brother did both. Your brother did like semester C and then he did London for good measure. Uh, I just did the summertime. I didn't want to miss yeah, the great football program we had. You know, I couldn't miss anything. <laughs> Donovan McNabb season. Exactly. The Miami beating us 66-10. I needed to be there for that. <laughs> so Kaplan, so. so you guys met there and then I met Kaplan. And then every time we would hang out, it was just a blast. He was hilarious. And then we went to, uh, we randomly met up in Spain one time. Uh, and With we just sort of yeah. kept in touch. And through email, that was like when email, like or like the year 2000, essentially. <laughs> so people were starting these emailed message, like group, like chain, yeah. almost like a text that was message. My, let's let's right. be honest. That was the peak of me creatively. I wrote fantastic emails. That was my art form that I was born to do. Cavill <laughs> was a, a, a writing major, but most of his, he never, I don't know if he got published outside of just emailing us. He just wrote his, great like, emails so to friends weekend. of mine about, yeah, partying and stuff. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. We'd all send big, long, like update emails and like a, the equivalent of like a WhatsApp group. But it was these long missives. 
Yeah, so that's what Kaplan would do to like eight or ten of us, and one, right. one and so then that's how we stayed connected. So when I moved to New York City, fifteen years later, the only people I knew were these eight people that was was on this email group that I'd been on for the last fifteen years. Half of them I never even met in person, but one of <laughs> them you I know knew the for intimate sure. details of their hookups in Spain or like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> outside of like the four of us who did comedy in China together and moved to New York at the same time, the other group of people I knew was these eight people on his email chain. And so, so Kaplan and I started the show. Yeah. And, and you would always say, uh, we always had guests in from around the world, but they had to be in New York. We had to do it in person. That was That's right. Show. So initially the show was, yeah, these Americans would teach me about America, but that ran its course in about a year. I would <laughs> say it out. You're not that America's slow. not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right? Eventually, like, I'm figured not out that how to order a bagel eventually. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, yeah. I'm not that stupid. So then we we decided, um, I think, pandemic time. So maybe it took us a longer because it was right around the early pandemic. We decided to switch the format into, hey, no one is covering every time you (laughs) every time you open any news app. Yeah, Cap, go ahead. We we wouldn't be we 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 can't. the, The hardcore fans will be upset if we just gloss over completely that we had a very short lived period where we were covering hometowns of comedians. Uh, you remember that the, the hometown shows? Yes. American comedians. We did a whole it was a whole we had a new format for like two, three months and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. So we kind of realized the initial format had run its course. So we're so um, we were pitching this show to Sirius XM that we would like turn this into a radio show on Jeff and Larry's comedy roundup. Larry, the cable guy and Jeff Fox were these comedy roundup. And so um, we're like, what show can we do that would be for that type of audience? Or like, what if we learn about people's hometowns around America? So we have these comedians on and they tell us about the town they grew up in. And that's a way to do us. But we're learning about America. Uh, and so we we recorded one trial episode of that that we sent into Sirius XM. And they said in the, the feedback we got was hard. No. <laughs> And in the in the first three minutes, Kaplan made a joke about abortion. Oh, and how funny abortions are! I mean, that's not exactly the feedback. I don't know if I ever told you that, Kaplan. And so they said, absolutely not. We can't put this on our our air. No, Mm. and this isn't the right audience for it. No, and so Mm. we said, all right, well, let's still try that as a radio show. And we thought it would be like a fun way to learn about America. All we got was like New York City comedians who hated the place they grew up. Right. <laughs> I like where I grew up. I'm like, oh, it's fun. I just assumed everybody would kind of have some nostalgia. Well, Andrew Heaton was a great guest. He was a notable exception. Andrew Heaton was fantastic. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Everybody else was like, oh, gross. I'm so much better than those people. Yeah. The town I'm from, they're losers. Meanwhile, we're talking to these like out of work, <laughs> welfare, ha- near like, homeless, collecting yeah. comedians. I'm sure all the, pe- the people in the town they grew up in, I'm sure they're all doctors and lawyers and they have like real jobs. And these comedians and real like, houses. I'm such an artist. I'm better than them. You know, I remember we did two straight episodes on like Buffalo, which is like the only podcast in America doing that at the time. (laughs) Unlike the the suburbs of Buffalo, New York, we had two different. We had Maddie Smith on to talk about Buffalo and she just talked about how much she hated it. (laughs) And then Sean Murphy was offended. So he came on to talk about how great Buffalo was. Anyway, needless to say, no one liked this show. The guests didn't like it. Our our fans didn't like it as much. They would the feedback would be like, it's not the same show. So then we're like, all right, let's let's take that format. But instead of learning about hometowns, we learned about countries around the world. So we finally got to having these guests on that. Uh, and then we'd like, let's follow the news. We'll find a news topic somewhere around the world. Because we'd always said that with the news and the news we get in America 
even if we're learning about the other countries, we're learning it through the lens of what America. So you're learning about it. The story is told one way if you're a Democrat and you watch Democrat news or another way if you're a Republican and you watch Republican news. But neither way they're telling it to you is really based off facts. It, it's based off how they want to twist the story. So you'll right. you'll learn about it. And when we talk to a comedian, here's a good example. I was talking to Misha Kalin a couple of days ago off air, and he was telling me and he's fighting in Ukraine now. He's Belarusian. He's a comedian that we all start. I started with in China. And he's now fighting for Ukraine in the in the in the. He was telling me a couple of days ago how great Starlink has been for him to use mm. in the war to fight Russia, and that Elon Musk is doing this great thing for the Ukrainian military, allowing them to use Starlink, his company, to fight to fight Russia. Okay, that's a story that no one will tell you, yeah. right? The reason why is the the Fox News won't tell you that because. For some reason, I don't think they support Ukraine in the war. Yeah. They're pro-Russia, right? I missed it, when they took that move, but that is the stance. Well, they're not they pro. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's sort of like uh, it's not a, that that part of the story is a little too deep for them to. Yeah. So then they're white. not because they don't really want to be promoting Ukraine at this point, at least in the war. They just don't. I, I don't know if they're pro-Russia, but they don't want to be promoting Ukraine. So right. they're not going to tell Biden's you Biden's war, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, CNBC, CNBC, CNN, they're CNN. not going to tell you that because they hate they hate uh, Elon Musk. Right. But that is the reality of is, the story. So right. the entire goal of the show is like, let's get to what the actual truth is, not what they want us to think it is. And I, and I think that Misha is really a key to the genesis of the show, because early on, we were talking to comedians around the world about COVID, their, how their countries are doing with COVID. Ooh. And I remember Turner famously just said, he was just like, we can't just keep talking about COVID. It's like, who cares eventually? Yes. And then we had Misha's an early, I don't know if he was the first non-COVID guest, but he's one of the first. We talked about Belarus when his, you know, the election there. And that was a fantastic episode. It was so, I'm sorry I had to go through that. But that really, I think we felt like well, now this is we can this can be the show at that point. So, mm. yeah. well, I remember right around then. So I didn't know that that COVID that the COVID timing was such. But I know that around that time and as far as I recall your show, Turner, I think you and I were having a conversation and you said, yeah, we're really doing comics who are embedded in other countries around the world. And it seems to be working way better. Like it's fun for us. The audience seems to like it. And I, I remember that happening in time. I didn't have that in my mind as as concurrent with COVID. Um, is it part of well, the fact that we were all well, Zoom, on Zoom? Yeah. 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 yeah so we first because as Kaplan said, for a while, we were, we were trying to get international guests, but we had to wait for them to visit New York. We had never heard of Zoom. We didn't know yeah. what Zoom was. We didn't know any of this was possible. Nobody did. And I, mean, also I recorded your podcast. I was on it twice. Thank you so much in the early. And it was in person. We did one of the the Ince. in studio and one at some place <laughs> in Tribeca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Tribeca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we never do. We never do in person anymore because our guests are around the world. So we would have to wait for these people to come to America or and think about it at that time. Like the only technology we knew that could do this. This is like three, four years ago yeah. uh, was Skype. And yeah, if I was to it. pitch to Kaplan, hey, let's do an episode via Skype, it would be like, I don't know, what century are we in? Right. We, I think we had an early episode of the early COVID years where we did it on. It was a disaster. Skype. We were like, yes. had, we were somehow we we're recording our screens or something. Yeah, it worked for like five minutes. And then <laughs> that's it was amazing. Over. But yeah, it is like Zoom really, you know, it really changed everything, obviously, for this podcast. So, so Cap, I want to ask you also. So I know Turner's story better because I was around for, for part of it uh, during the transition from China to New York. 
I remember the opening that I believe Joe Schaefer would do, right? The Turner just moved back to the United States from 12 years and and Kaplan lives in New Jersey with a family of Jersey. <laughs> and New York. New Never York, whatever. Jersey. So what's what's because and I thought the idea was, you know, explain America to Turner, but also explain America to Kaplan, who's been in like, yes, uh, you know, that's... domestic bliss for the last few years. Well, that was the thing that the joke became quickly like I'm the what, like, why would I be explaining anything? I don't know shit. Yeah. Like, so we we quickly got on to the fact that I was also lost in America. Right. That right. became like the secondary early storyline because, yeah, I have two kids. I mean, they're they're still alive. I didn't break them yet. Great. But I'm kind of a mess, generally speaking. So, so right. So, so yeah. Turner was gone for 12 years, uh, and Kaplan's been here the whole time, but also has no idea what's mentally what's checked out. Whole, yeah, I was here the entire time. I love it. <laughs> Did Kaplan work for Robert De Niro for 15 years while I was gone? I was, yeah, I was the part of the. You know, I, that's what made me so interesting. <laughs> I had all. I, I worked for De Niro. I did. Uh, I was kind of a jack of all trades assistant, and. Uh, you know, had See, some, had some had some fun. So you were studying abroad in De Niro land. Good wrap was, up of fifteen years of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't like to talk about it much. You know, you so can I'm talk sorry. about it now, right? You don't work there anymore. Yeah, when because this is shrouded in secrecy. I like how Kaplan's a podcast know. host, and you're like, talk about your life. He's like, I don't really like to talk about it. Very yeah. Much. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to talk about. Uh, well, no, I mean, I had this. It, what it was is, I had all these interesting like experiences. Like, I once met Muhammad Ali through work. That's and cool. didn't Turner like use that to impress some people at one point, Turner, when you were in China? That was like a big. Uh, no, I don't think it was Muhammad Ali. It was uh, I don't think anyone cared about that. No, it's that Weber wrote 500 days of summer. <laughs> OK, well, there you go. That's not me. That was. Yeah, it wasn't Kaplan. <laughs> OK, great. I did meet Muhammad Ali, though. That was a good story. And Nelson Mandela. And uh, wow. So, All right. Yeah. Well, so, so you're riding high in the Robert De Niro circle. Why did you agree? I've never asked <laughs> you this. High. Why did you agree? Turner shows up from the U.S. You know him from some email chains and he's your bro- your friend's younger brother. Right. Why? And he he comes to you and says, hey, I want to do a podcast with you why do you say yes or or did this evolve mutually as you're uh, having a conversation okay great question yeah no so i much. i don't think i'm trying to remember if i listened to any podcast when he asked me that question i don't know if i ever listened to like i might have listened to like bill simmons or someone or like a, maybe i don't know i didn't listen bill to podcasts simmons. in general so i liked the idea it's just i'm like sure that sounds like fun like i like to talk i like to try to be funny um it's not like i i was a writer you know as we talk about a lot i still write one day, maybe we'll make some money off of it. Um, so it was just like another way to another creative outlet. Sounds like a fun idea. So. All right. Um, All right. But I, I, do remember, didn't know. I do remember Kaplan conceptually having no idea what a podcast was. Yeah, Like I Amazing. didn't listen to podcasts. Like I, I think you <laughs> did listen to some sport. By the way, Bill Simmons. I know I can see Andrea racking your brain. Yeah, I was like, that, that name is. sounds so familiar. <laughs> That's a sports but reporter. It's a sports journalist. Oh. Yeah, like I listened to some like Eagles, but like the podcasts I listened to then were like terrible. Like they weren't even good. Like this better, like everything got better, you know? So even the the sports ones I listened to back then, like the Philadelphia Eagle ones, they were not good, you know? So I didn't know it as a concept, as an art form. Thank you for clarifying Bill Simmons because I thought of Richard Simmons now that you clarified <laughs> yes. this. And I was like, he had a podcast. Yeah, he I, needs that's why podcast. I'm in such good shape. I, I would, would listen, listen to, to he would, would just yell at me and I would just. My eighth grade. <laughs> he would kill class. it on a podcast. He would kill he's it. still alive. No, he, he might be. I think he's like missing or something. Oh, R.I.P. Jesus, all right. <laughs> he's missing. You're welcome to an episode on that. <laughs> I think that's last I heard. He's like in hiding or something. I don't know. What? I, all I right. All right. So I want to. Sorry, my voice is dying. Hold on. Oh, by the way, let's take a break. This is a good time to take a break. Folks, we are part of the World's Smartest Podcast Network. That is us, Lost in America. 
That is Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy, the voice you're hearing, the majoring in everything podcast. And that is Andrew Heaton, Professor Andrew Heaton, as we call him. He's not employed anywhere currently as a professor, but one day he does wear a jacket with those little patches on the elbows. So that's (laughs) professor enough. Uh, The Political Orphanage podcast, you can find all of us. We are the World's Smartest Podcast Network. You can find all of us at worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. And now a word ooh, from our friend Jesse Appel. All right, we're back. Thank All you, right. Jesse. And I just want to clarify, I did look it up. Richard Simmons was missing for about eight years. I didn't make that up. But really? he, has, he, he, he gave a statement to the New York Post last year saying he is alive. There was wow. speculation that he like was dead or kidnapped or would commit su- something because he just was never seen or didn't respond to anything for eight years. They found him. <laughs> they found him. He's alive. So. I'm assuming he's Happy living ending. some kind of like Unabomber, Walter White kind of cabin situation. I mean, I, I don't know how else you disappear in this country. Yeah, yeah he went we'll up river right. somewhere. <laughs> All right. If you if you guys are open to ever doing a domestic person ever again, please interview Richard Simmons. Yes. Uh, right. Our next 400. It's Will, you, Simmons. There we Those go. The big three. There we go. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk to you guys about all the places you've been since you figured out this secret sauce of going international and talking to comics all over the world. I mean, I confess I haven't seen all 300, listened to all 299 episodes, but I've listened to a lot of them, and I know that there's a wide range. Tell me, you know, are you, what are the big countries that you're most proud of? What are some of the places you've been? Can you list all the countries you've been? What's what's the range here? Go ahead, Cap. Uh, well, which which is the ones we're most proud of, or let's start I mean, with I think, just I just want to hear if you can name them all. Let's go. Let's all right. Let's see if we can name them all. Okay. We got the easy ones: Belarus, yep. Ukraine. We've been there. I like how you say it that way. <laughs> Chile, Israel. Uh, we've got, wait. You're not starting geographically. You're just no, randomly it's, it's picking countries. I like it. Yeah, make it as hard as possible for yourselves. <laughs> all right, let's. You're right. Let's. Should we go by continent? Let me. I'll take. I'll take Eastern Europe and uh, yeah, Far East Europe. <laughs> All right, so well, and Asia, so China. Um, let's start there. Philippines. I don't think we've had Singapore yet, hmm. right? No, we had that pre this format. We did a little bit. Uh, yeah. v, did we do? V, we did Thailand, which was kind yes. of a disaster. That was one of the little worse ones. Well, yeah, happened in Thailand. Well, I think it's you can't really talk about things as much. Yeah, so comedian. we got so all these comedians were like, we want to do it, we want to do it, but they were all like American or Canadian. One thing we learned very early on, our audience does not want to hear from an American person who lives in that place. They want to hear from a local person. And then so our guest options, it's a local comedian. It has to be a local comedian. And in Thailand, the feedback we got is like, well, there's not really anyone. There's not a lot of locals who like do comedy. And so they ended up finding us this like magician guy and (laughs) who kind of does comedy. I see where things went wrong. Yeah, And then he was. He was just not His English he, wasn't great. He was like, and, we'd ask him a question. He goes, oh, I, I do not feel comfortable talking about that. Right. He's they're very nervous about me, the king. I know they're like they have like you get like killed. Basically, if you say anything ne- could be negative. about. we try to avoid everything to make him comfortable. Yeah, but we're like, you don't have to mention the king. But then we but then even us we saying can, the wink, king wink. made him nervous. <laughs> Yeah, he was very king. nervous. You can't mention Sacramento Kings. You can't mention <laughs> nothing. <laughs> to do with the king. Anyway, Thailand. Um and then uh, you're forgetting Australia. another country. We did Australia Asia. with Andy Curtin. We uh, oh, uh, we did um, New Zealand. 
we did that might cover Asia. Anything else we did around Asia? You're forgetting another disaster country in Asia. If I if I can be so blunt, and that's Japan. I feel like we're I was going to say, did you do Japan or we, Korea? We had, but he was an American. I feel like who who uh, who just I don't know. It was just no, not, he was not American. He was Japanese guy. He was, but he was in America. Is what it was. Oh, it. so I mean, one thing about we'll the get, and this is just going to turn us into us ripping on guests. I know yeah, I don't want to rip great. too many this guests, I don't, but I don't think he's listening. <laughs> he's so. not listening. Definitely. So, oh, we have it. South Korea has been great. Okay. Uh, but one thing we've we've noticed and we've, we've learned to avoid is people who are based in America, but might have been born in that country, but uh, haven't lived there in a long time. Or their parents are from that country, but they're American. Like, I mean, sometimes we have no choice, but and we have they'll to, tell yeah. us they'll say yes, but they're saying yes because they want to be on a podcast, not because they know anything about the politics in their own country. Right. Yeah. And you can and we, we know early on in an interview if we made that mistake, because we'll ask a guest, the guest, a question about the politics and they'll just start going into their act. Oh no! They'll they'll be oh, like, oh yeah. So I'm an Asian. So you know we can't drive. People think we can't drive well. And you're like, oh boy, here we. You're go. like, I'm trying to ask about the prime minister. Like what? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll I, do like you, really hacky material that you write in like your first week as a comedian right. about being whatever fill in the blank minority they are. Right. Yeah, right we right. might have had a Colombian who used the term Latinx. I knew we were in trouble then. Oh, this is not. A, this is not a real yeah, Colombian. This guy in L.A. <laughs> who says he's Colombian, but meaning his family is from Columbia. He's like from right. Southern California. And he started saying Latinx and we were like, uh-oh. This oh, yeah, I just this pulled the plug. Like, I'll zoom, this is, zoom die. Pa- this can't. is not the guy who knows about Pablo Escobar. Uh, well, I mean, there's also just been <laughs> like, you know, poll after poll after poll of like 98% of Latinos hate that term. Right. Or don't even know what it means. Or have so. never heard of it if you're actually from Central America, yeah. South America. So, right. um, anyway, that that's Asia. So, um, hold on. So, I want to ask something because already you're tapping into something. It's really... You know, there's a ton of people in Asia, so it's not like you're narrowing it down that much. But it's it has to be someone who's from there who Ideally. doesn't live abroad now. Like they still live in the country and can speak to the current situation. Yes. They cannot be an American or other external person. They have to have grown up there. They're from there. Their family's from there. And they have to speak English in order to talk to you all. Right. Yes. And be <laughs> we in make a it hard where they're comfortable talking about. And in some cases, like we saw in Thailand, comfortable talking about the king or, or talking about something potentially sensitive, which I could imagine being a barrier in other countries besides Thailand as well. So you're, you know, Asia is the most populous part of the world, but you've already narrowed it down. Considerably. And they have to be a comedian. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what it, 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 uh, it's what, what, what we've learned is with the, a lot of countries we just can't do. Yeah. So we learned that the hard way with Thailand. We shouldn't, have, we just shouldn't have done it. You know, so yeah. Turkey, for example, we haven't never done. We've been trying to do a Turkey episode uh. for years, for four years now. And we can't because no one will talk to people. So now what we do is when we pitch a guest, we'll say, hey, here's what we want to talk. If it's a sensitive country, we'll yeah. say, here's what we want to talk about. If you're not comfortable talking about that, no problem. Don't do the show. And with Turkey, everyone goes, yeah, I'm not doing the show. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, so, even people who don't live there who are like, oh, I have family there. Yeah, it's yeah I grew up there. Right. My parents are still there. I won't because Erdogan <laughs> is such a tyrant. Right. That yeah, they, free speech. they don't want to. Yeah, they, they just won't take the risk. And then when we've done like we did a China episode, but and we had uh, Tony Cho, who's a mm-hmm. who was a comedian. I pretty much started with out. He was in Beijing. We were in Suzhou, but I was in Suzhou, but we started together and we did it all on the Olympics. So we just right. picked the topic that they could that he Safe could to talk right. about. 
Right, right. And we know what lines to cross, what lines not to cross. Can I add one thing to what you said earlier? You said, you know, people have to be like well-versed on the topic, but we don't, it's not always the case. As long as they're well, they're, we need comedians who want to talk about this, who are good at talking, even if they're not smart. Yes. Because <laughs> right. sometimes our best guests are just blowhards, like we like to call them. Yes. Okay. Sure. Who just will talk. And I find out, I think they might be saying something wrong. I find out later they were. It doesn't matter. It was a good, a good conversation <laughs> it, is what we want. It was a good want. conversation. We've had some, I, you know, we've had some recently where we've had some comedians who don't have confidence. They're like, I don't really know a lot about that yeah. once you're on the air and they don't want to talk right. about it then. Never, and then it becomes a bad episode when that happens. Yeah, never so. admit. If you're coming on our show, never admit you don't know something. No, I love <laughs> exactly. show for that We reason. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because also what, part of what we wanted to do is recreate that, uh, that conversation you have. So you're in a new country. You're right, backpacking around the world. You're sitting in a bar by yourself. And you don't know anybody. So you just start talking to the local guys sitting next to you at the bar. And he's drinking and you're drinking and you go, Hey, what's up with the, what's up with the King here? And he goes, ah, that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and then he starts giving you his opinion. And all right. of a sudden you've hung out with this guy for two hours, learning about his country through him sitting at the bar. That's also, what we, right. that's the goal to recreate that's that exactly. conversation. Every week. Well, that's something that's that I, dream. that I think you do well. And I, I imagine I wasn't asked to come here just to compliment you two, but I will compliment mm. you in this way, which is that that's one of my favorite things about going abroad is you get, this first person on the ground view of what life is like. And you can imagine what I might think of my life if I lived in that country. And so I remember Turner, I've heard you talk about this as like the economist, but more fun. And that's true, but it's another level of like, yeah, just like what's, what's it like being a human in that country? Not this like top down view of, of what's going on. Yeah. Well, thank you. And one of our, a really good episode we did at one point was we had a South Korean guy on and the whole topic was, what's it like to live next to a country yeah. that's threatening that to nuke you at all times? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his answer was great. He's like, oh yeah, we don't care. That's amazing. Of He's course, like, it's just kind of, yeah. you live a lot of times our episodes end up being the opposite of sensationalist mm. because they're real. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if this was CNN or Fox News or somebody, they would they would get the guy who's like, it's crazy. I fear for my life every single day. Oh, my gosh, I feel it's horrible. I'm in danger at all times. But this yeah. guy was just like, I think how most people feel. He's like, no, we don't. We just kind of if you if they're trying to nuke you every day, it just becomes That's normal right. and you stop thinking right. about it. That's right. Like we stop thinking about covid. I stop thinking about various wars and not that it's comparable. But, yeah, you just get used to things. Yeah. And it's also it's it's a thing that we've learned. It's important to get like the personal story out of it because these mm. aren't politi- political analysts, ultimately. Right. <laughs> so it's like how the story affects the comedian is a, is always the best episodes. I feel like when we have something and they're Yeah. A lot way. of times we'll ask. And also our our, our audiences, I mean, our, our guests <clears throat> tend to skew usually with whatever the equivalent of a liberal, uh, an mm. American liberal opinion would be. But in that country. So a lot of times we'll ask, okay, we'll just pause. We'll be like, what do your parents think of this? And they'll be like, oh, they're the exact opposite of me. They love the dictator or whatever (laughs) it might be, you know. Whoever's on the money, they love that person. Yeah. Yeah. So the the personal angle is what we try to get into as well. Got it. Got it. And why I feel like uh, we've, I have a sense of this, but but for for those who who may be wondering, why comedians? Why not just anyone who Mm. can tell a good story uh, and, and be a good guest? Well, because we know comedians, say right? Turner knows. <laughs> no, but comedians are good about talking uh, about, you know, on a microphone, obviously, and, you know, sharing their opinions and just talking. General. Obviously, if we knew, if we had a wire into like some funny, hilarious 
drunk guy at a bar in every country. Right. I mean, that could be a good guest too. Drunk at a bar is our next podcast. <laughs> That's our next yeah, podcast. Yeah. Just travel like, the world. We sit at a bar and talk to a drunk. I'd yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in Amsterdam when that summer when I met your brother and I just remember sitting, your brother was like, why want to go see churches all day? He was like seeing, going on a tour of every church of Europe. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. I just sat at some hash bar, smoked hash with some random Dutch guy. And he was, I, I had the best conversation exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember any of it because I was smoking hash, but you know, that's. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so we did Asia. Let's go. You want to go Eastern Europe slash regular Europe, regular Europe. Listen to me. Re- Western regular Europe. Regular well, Europe. Well, we're going to cancel oh. now. Oh. Canceled. I think it's Western Europe. Western right? Europe. <laughs> so Europe. I, and I want to say to piggyback off Kaplan's thing about the comedians is yeah. comedians not will blow hard. They will. And they'll, and they'll, it'll skew funny. And that's what we wanted to. Right. When they don't know the answer, they'll skew funny. They'll, that's the they'll always the fallback right. is always make a ones. joke, which is good for what right. we're trying to do, as opposed to an academic. It might be to, to skew serious. And I don't really know. And we don't interview get, academics, but uh, you I've, I try interviewing academics. It's very difficult to liven it up because uh, I mean, we, what they do for a living a is journalists. be serious. So, yeah. Yeah. Have we ever had an academic besides you? We've had journalists on a few times, a few exceptions. But Andrew's but also not. a comedian. How's that go? Journalist. Yes, exactly. I know. I've, well, just I'm saying, crossover. Uh, but, yeah. We've had a, yeah, who we had? We've had um, your cousin, right? Uh, My Jonah, cousin was Jonah, on, Kessel. Jonah Kessel. He's a, a journalist for the Times. Kaplan's yeah, wife's had, cousin. Um, He's great. Ro- uh, Roseanne. Also, and Ro- Roseanne Lake, who writes for The Economist. And they were both great, but um, I think we really prepped them on what the show was going to be. Yeah. And I found yeah. that in in a, a, some of their instances, at the end, I think at both of them, at the end of the episode, they go, sorry, I wasn't funnier. And we're like, yeah. no, 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 you don't have to be funny. We're just having a real conversation. Yeah. They were both great. Um, okay, so Western Europe is the question. Where are we going? Western here? Europe. Western and Eastern Europe. Europe, some the, might call it. The great Ollie Horn covers yeah. England yeah. for us. We've done Ireland. Okay. Yeah, Des Bishop did Ireland. Who's- um, great blowhard. Spain. I bet. <laughs> Can I tell you how good a blowhard he was? We once did an episode with him that we didn't record. It was an amazing episode. We did it like an hour and a half, I swear. And then it wasn't recorded. And he just said, I'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> wow. whole he was excited to tell the whole story again. <laughs> yeah, he great. killed it. Des Bishop was fantastic. Doing we've Ireland. done Spain. We've done France. We've done uh, Italy. Italy. And a lot of times we'll do we'll do a lot of these multiple times, especially if a story is developing. One thing we learned early on was if a story like there's this tendency, well, we just had that guest on three weeks ago. We can't have them on again. And then we're kind of like, well, why not? The biggest story in the world. People are interested in them. It's still what's happening in this developing story in Spain or Italy. So have them on two or three times in a row. Who cares? You know. No, that seems the right way to move, right? And I mean, I know that you've had Misha on a number of times, and I'm always thrilled. He's our number one guest, I believe, ten yeah, times. I believe it because <laughs> it's the best way to find out what's going on. All right, we've had Germany, which I have to say, shockingly, not the we haven't had our best guest from Germany. Germany and Japan. I do not know what happened. Wow. Axis, axis of humorless. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what okay. happened in World War II, but it's you can't crack a smile out of these two countries. <laughs> These are really? comedians and they're just so serious. And when you ask them a question of both, you go, they go, I do not. I don't have all the facts on that. So I do not feel comfortable talking about that. We're like, <laughs> relax. Who cares? No one has yeah. facts. Who cares about yeah. facts? Wake up. It's 2023. Yeah. Facts are over. <laughs> yeah. Post fact world we're living in. So, yeah. All right. What about, uh, what about like the Poland Czech Republic, that whole. Yeah. Topic? Right. We've, We've had, Poland. Have we had Czech Republic. That's what might oh, be missing. We had a comedian on from Poland 
Poland and, we've done. We got some hate mail on YouTube on that well, one. Well, we didn't realize how famous he was. A lot of these people are very famous in their uh, own country. Okay. And we didn't realize that. And he said in advance, he's like, hey, guys, I'm not a total. He gave us the whole, like, I'm not a total. He was like 24, 25 he's a young years guy. Old. Yeah. Here's yeah. another thing that Cap realized a long time ago. This is a great observation. He's like, we would never have on a 24-year-old American comedian to explain yeah. America. But yeah, when exactly. someone has an accent, we just assume they're more educated than us. That's or than they are. And the, and the Polish guy, I mean, he did a great backstory of like the whole history of that, like of that family that runs the country that I thought was very interesting. That's a great. So, yeah, he was great. He gave us the whole like, I'm not an expert, but we're like, don't worry about it. Just come on, have fun. And he's like, all right, I'm not normally like a political comedian. We said, don't worry about yeah. it. Just explain everything to us. We'll have a good time. So he comes on. We have a good time. We throw it online immediately becomes like our number one rated episode. And we're like, we real, and then, and then he starts getting attacked online. Yeah, yeah, Cause his country's not as left. They have a right wing government. He's kind of like not political. And he was getting hit. He was yeah, in the middle. Sides, I think. And he was the right wing people yeah. really attacked him. And we're like, Oh wow, this guy's actually famous. He had a right to be kind of scared coming on our show. And then he didn't right. want to do the show again. I think, right? Yeah. He, he won't do like, it I don't anymore. Do I don't like, mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, I wouldn't do it either if I were him um, <laughs> with the way his country is. Oh, and we forgot about Armenia, of course. That's wow. Armenia, another kind of right wing guest of ours, but we'll, we'd love him. Oh, he's great. <laughs> a nationalist. Yeah. yeah. Nationalist. A right. Nationalist. That's yeah, the other yeah. thing is this, the right wing left wing term. Right. Americans or, yeah. uh, love to try to put on to other countries and they'll be like, all right, well, you know, an easy question to ask that never makes sense ever is they go all right well is that person kind of like that's like your trump and that's like yeah. your obama and the answer is always no like stop asking that question because no one fits into our exact the the blocks we want them to fit in right and the assumption that they would is itself like the most american thing ever Ridiculous. right or it's like yeah. who are you i do that to to places where i'm like oh shanghai is the new york city and beijing is the dc and you're like some of it maybe but that's also not at all what's going on and not fair to map that to that yeah. at all. Yeah. And a lot of these, um, especially countries we've learned that have the parliamentary system, there'll be alliances that are just like nuts. Right. So Jacinda yeah. Ardern in, in New Zealand, she's, I think at some point, unless I'm mis mistaking my countries, but she's a very, she's a very left way. She was like the new Trudeau. We called her the right. female Trudeau <laughs> where no one knows anything about her. But she's they just a, like her because she seems liberal. You know, Americans yeah. like her. They're like, she's oh, sort of like young and therefore with it in some way. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then you find out and part of her alliance is like a far right wing nationalist Nazi group. Yeah. She, <laughs> but she needed a couple extra seats in parliament to like push through her agenda. So then there she's good. No, I have political science colleagues who study alliances in parliamentary democracies, and I cannot follow the work because the idea of alliances across parties doesn't make sense to my American brain. And so I'm just like, okay, I think you're doing something that doesn't make sense to me. All right. Yes. Have you worried about, I mean, I guess not. You have them on the show and then you're like, well, that was a huge thing. And then it's gone. Have you worried about, about people really getting in trouble for things or do people tend to self-censor? Like, have you ever recorded something and then on your own decided not to, I guess maybe you can't say. Well, the only one I was, I was ever worried about in a turn of like, I was when Oleg, we didn't mention yet Russia we've had. Okay. We've mm. had a great comedian. Oleg Denisov has been on a bunch of times and he was on early on, even before the war. And we were like talking, you know, talking very frankly about Putin poisoning yeah. Navalny. And then when the war started and then he wasn't in, you know, at one point he didn't want to, he was nervous about doing the podcast because they had passed that law. I think where you'd go to jail for 10 years. If you criticized the war, mm -hmm. called it the called it a war. <laughs> was one thing. And then he left the country, went to Germany. And I, as I felt like as long as he was willing to do it, 
it was okay. I wasn't nervous for him anymore, but yeah. I agree. We, we kind of take our lead from the guest, okay. yeah. but we become friends with the, a lot like, like Oleg. I we, feel like I'm friends with him. We've yeah. never met him in person. We've only talked to him on our show, but we're friends with him now. We've had him on a number of times. He started the, um, he started a comedy club in Moscow, which he hmm. ran for years and was, as Cap said, speaking very frankly against the government. And I remember our very first episode, I asked him as a dumb American, are you worried about the things you're saying? You're speaking so openly about stuff about Putin. This is long before the war. Before and the war, he looked yeah. at me like I was an idiot. And he goes, he goes, no, he goes, you realize we have freedom of speech here, right? And I was like, no, I don't I think know. I did realize yeah, that. More yeah. than Turkey, apparently. And he was like, yeah, you can. I could say this on a podcast. I can write it in the newspaper. He said, we're allowed to say things. He, he also said very smartly and funny, humorously, uh, something to the effect of, if I say no to your podcast, like basically, if we ever make it big enough, then he'll say no to us. But he didn't think Putin. Uh, we're not on Putin's radar. Is what you yeah, said. I said, are you worried about what you're saying on our show? And he goes, no, no, no. I've, I've researched your uh, download. <laughs> yeah, I've numbers, seen your numbers <laughs> and I think I'm fine. That's amazing. But that's how I learned they had freedom of speech. And then, of course, and then Putin took away. If you remember when the war started, he took away all the freedom of speech. Right. Yeah. You can't but they previously the war, yeah. did have the ability. And so he was not scared at all. He was going downtown and protesting Putin. This is before the war. Right. And, right. Um, now, you know, he's moved to Germany. But I always take our lead from the guest. And then I also will ask some every once in a while, we'll ask afterwards, like, hey, if you want anything cut out, let us know. But right. usually they're, they do a good job of self-censoring. Right. No, I think that's one of the things. And Turner, this is something I know we've talked about in China on self-censorship is that it's that's kind of how it works is like you sort of know when you're in a place, what's going to cause problems. And even in the U.S., I know what sorts of things to stay away from or to, don't make abortion jokes. Don't make no, abortion. Exactly. No, I, I was like, I don't want to say it, but uh, we all kind of self-censor. But I do think I'm forming this now. There is a, a ton of work in in political science and in journalism to try to measure freedom of speech around the world and freedom of press. I feel like your podcast is the new best measure is like, what are the freedom the, index? The freedom index <laughs> is like the lost in America. Like who's coming on the show? How comfortable are they speaking LA about index. these three topics or whatever? Uh, and, and then what kind of fuss is, is made after it's released. So, so you all got to get that to- trending, the LIA index or something. We got to yeah. rebrand it. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, people yeah. Know. Cap, what would you say? I would say Turkey is, it sounds like it. The hardest. Well, I mean, there's get. like we have never this country. We, have, we, we did an episode in Iran and sure. we obviously are Iran. We had to do an episode with an American in, or someone who was in America. You couldn't get it. There's no. But freedom. she's yeah. And she was a great guest. This is when we'll have Americans on. First of all, I think she grew up in Iran. Is that right? She grew up there. She moved here, I think, in her teen years or yeah, teen exactly. years or 20s. And her act is a lot about being Iranian and her country. She follows the news there very closely. But she didn't have family there, so she felt comfortable speaking. But that would be another country right. like, you know, any a lot of Middle Eastern countries. I think we're not going to get right. comedians who live there currently. Um, it's just the way it is. But, you know, right. so. So but okay. I have been, yeah, go on. Oh, so what about what about Africa? Are we are we hitting Africa much? Yes, that's been we did South Africa a little okay. bit. No. And we've done what's the other country we did. Um, Egypt strikes me as difficult to get. For the reasons we were just talking about. Well, we should plug Thursday. We forgot to do that at the top. Well, let's go. <laughs> at nine o'clock this Thursday, April 27th, we have Muhammad on. On the, uh, on the lost, is it lost in the bunker? Oh, off the record. Yes, I'm trying oh. to remember your name. So we're doing it. We're going to go. We're going to have a, this is only for the Patreons. 
and we're going to, and we're just going to speak frankly and it's going to be live and he can. So it's kind of like what we're talking about now. Things he's been on the show. He's talked about, let's give uh, his full name. Muhammad Magdi. He's awesome. Yeah. Is a comedian who I started out with in, or he started out at the club in China. He grew up in Egypt and, um, he had to escape during the um, Arab it? Spring, the Arab Spring. And he that's how I met him, because he landed in Shanghai. And then uh, now he's going to come on our show. Yeah. As Cap said, Patreon guests only are, are invited to a private Zoom link where he, we're going to have a talk with him about the things he can't say on air. He's going to say for our guests, it won't be recorded. It'll be live only. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, Thursday, April, um, April 27th. And for $5, patreon.com slash lost in America, you can get in on that conversation plus all the other stuff you get. So we're doing that now once a month. We're doing a once a month off the record show with these guests that we've had on the show, ideally, who just they just they they tell us interesting things about their life stories on that show, but they can't. Right. You know, so this is the real like story on the air. The whole drunk at a bar. Like, listen, like this is what the government. I saw some shit during the Arab Spring. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. I'll be there. So yeah. and then we've also done uh, Sri Lanka. Okay. And uh, there's another there's a country somewhere in the middle of Africa that I forget what it is that we did. I mean, sometimes I'll hear about news stories and be like, but it's just to find a comedian. It's this is probably the hardest. Well, that's also pl- places have to say. have a stand up comedy scene. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, Tunisia had some stuff going on, but it's also one of the things I've learned. And it's ties to what we were saying earlier. It's like things we'll see in the news. You know, like I saw this thing in t- about Tunisia at one point with like all these protests. And I was like, I try we find a comedian. And then I have a neighbor who's Tunisian. And I asked him, I'm like, do you know any comedians? Because we think and he didn't even know he's like this protest going on. Oh, wow. So, like sometimes you see things in the news and it's like oversold kind of just because mm. it like, you know, to make, you know, so then we've learned both both directions. Yeah, I was going to say, I imagine most of your guest finding is word of mouth, right? I mean, because Turner, you have a big network via Shanghai and, and the other comics there who are now all over. And, and I've seen you put polls out, you know, things on Twitter and so on. Like, do you know a comic from this place or that place? It's and the only a- thing I still use Facebook for. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. All I'll right. find, we find people on Facebook all the time. We're like, okay. I'll just put it on Facebook. Does anyone know a comedian in blank country? All right. And then people will start, yeah. comedians will start tagging people. And pretty right. soon and also, you'll have like two within a couple hours, you'll have like two or three options. And our guests are the best at helping us too. some of them, because if we yeah. have yeah, a guest from Colombia might know a Chilean or right, like, right, right. A Spanish or the Peja, one of our other great guests. Uh, Peja Bajevich. Yeah, the Balkan brain. He's helped us with other guests in Europe, I believe, you know, so you know, right. shows with, so that's that's how it works. All right. Well, I want to bring us around to South America, and I assume it's okay to talk about your TV pilot as well. Is that right? I want to keep an eye on the time, but this is seems like the crowning jewel of the Lost in America experience. Yes, uh, let's, it is. Let's let's cover South America. You've been all over the place there. Yeah, yeah. We did uh, Brazil, Colombia, Chile, Chile, Peru, Argentina? Peru. Have we done Argentina? Yes, right. Argentina, I believe we have. Yes, <laughs> Peru for sure. A Peru few times. We, we've done a bunch of times, yeah. Um, and I don't know if there's any other countries. Brazil. Do we mention Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. And then moving up to Central Mexico, America. Mexico, we've done, of course. Which one? Mexico, we've done. Yeah, North, North America. America. We've done Mexico. Uh, Central America, we've done, um, uh, well, El Salvador. Yep. And I don't know where else. Probably other places. But El Salvador, right. so we decided to take this concept for a podcast and uh, turn it into a TV pilot. And the concept for a TV show and the show is instead of jumping on Zoom and doing these interviews, we fly to the country 
and we learn about the topic in person through the lens and with the help of the local comedy scene, the local comedians. And then I do at the end of the week, I do a stand up comedy set at their club. We put on a show where I do a set, uh, all material I've written that week about the country. I'm in. I still and, think about your tamales jokes, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Wait, what? I don't even remember. You mean pampusas, I think you pampusas. mean. Pampusas. Oh, I don't think about tamales. that. Tamales. Pampusas. Yeah, just, pampusas. It's yeah. all the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you've yeah. seen the pilot. So yeah. you get an American on and you mixed up pampusas and tamales. Yeah, right. And this, 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 <laughs> and you're right. Yeah. So we went to so we went to El Salvador because they turned uh, last year or 2021, I guess. 2022. Yeah, 2021. They made Bitcoin their official tender of the country, legal currency. And so we went to find out what it was like to live in a world where Bitcoin is your currency. And we talked to, we hung out with uh, a lot of the local comedians. We profiled three of them on the show and we talked to the majority whip of Congress, the head of Congress. We talked Mm. to uh, a bunch of people, a local Bitcoin bro, kind of like shaman, (laughs) a local crazy man, an American guy who's moved (laughs) down there to kind of help shepherd the government along with how Bitcoin works and how to inject it into the local economy. And the goal of the show is not, we're not the daily show. We're not snarky. We're not there to go and make fun of them. We're there to actually learn how it all works tonally and go as a respectful, goes, go in a respectful manner of, but then report honestly on what we're seeing, just like we do on our podcast. And so we filmed that. We've recorded that now. And um, we're working on some stuff to start shopping that around. Shopping it around. It's awesome. So. And you've had a couple of uh, screenings online so people can can go watch the pilot still, right? Or no? They cannot, but we might have to do another screening. So we, we might do that again. We did yeah. one. We did a couple times, I think once a month, where we picked just a time of day and we put it up on a YouTube link and we did a talk before. Uh, Cap and I did a live talk before and after and we watched it. It's 47 minutes. And uh, so about in about a total of an hour, we screen the whole thing and then do like a question and answer at the yeah. end. And we might have to do that again. We've done that a couple of times and we're just in the yeah. process now of sending it around places. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm on the lookout for it on uh, on all the, the streaming channels and so on. Uh, yes, every, every time I'm writing to Netflix that I just search for Lost in America. Yes, and do that. Like, we don't have that. Get their we- algorithm going ahead of time. That's the way to do it. it. A write in campaign. That's exactly Should right. I've been that. telling ChatGPT to, to start suggesting it to people when they ask what to watch, but uh, we'll we'll get there. All right. So so I want to be mindful of the time. I have some lightning round questions for you both. Oh, are you are you yes. for lightning round questions? Yes, All right. Of course. Play the lightning round. Music. Now, I, I am the, the master in lightning rounds of answering for like hours and hours. So you can go long if you want, but I'm looking for like one can, to two. Can seconds. I just pause real quick? Yeah. So in the early days of this show, Kaplan just said, play the lightning round music. <laughs> In the early days of the show, Kaplan would just randomly say, play the blah, blah, blah music. And what you guys don't know is Kaplan <laughs> records this episode. And then the second we go off air, he walks away and he's done with it for his life. I have to go back. To play, play I had music. to learn how to do editing, editing software. Oh. I had to take a class. I had to buy all this equipment. I would have to Kaplan would say, play the blah, blah, blah music. I would then like stress myself out and be like, oh, I now mean, I have I, to go find this music. What music can we clear? <laughs> what we could get rights to? I'd put it in. It would that yeah. sentence that he just said would be an extra hour out of my day going That's to find amazing. that. 
All right, don't play the lady around. I'm not done talking yet, Kaplan. (laughs) I've progressed as a human now to where Kaplan says something like that. And I go, you know what? Screw him. I'm not putting any music in. So I just want to say how proud of myself I am by just being able to take a moment to applaud. Set boundaries, Turner. That's what that's about. That's, that's what lesson. I've done. Now. That's right. Set boundaries. I mean, that's I guess that's one thing we haven't we haven't gotten to, which was what is it like collaborating with the other person? Mm. And I had visions of setting Turner just went off, into the so, other yeah. room. But uh... <laughs> let's stick to the lightning round. Let's stick to the lightning round. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to go. Turner, you'll answer first and then Cap and then we'll swap it. And Cap will go first and then Turner will go first. All Sounds right. Good. So. So Turner, what is the? Well, you're both going to answer all of them, but Turner, what I want to know what the most surprising thing you've learned from one of your guests or about a country? Like, what was something that you were just like, "Wow, I had no idea" uh, over the course of these episodes? Uh, let's see. Well, the first one for sure, I've already covered it, but that Russia had free speech. Yeah, uh, I genuinely did not know that. Um, I think that from Anton Timoshenko in in Ukraine, we learned ed- that. Even during the, they were when they were bombing Kiev, 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 however you say it, uh, these guys were still doing stand up. They were doing it wow. in underground bunkers and they would just text people and be like, hey, we're putting on a show tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Come to this bomb shelter and they would do comedy in bomb shelters. And so and what that taught me is that, you know, how like everyone, the Titanic going down. Right. And everyone's like, oh, how brave of the band the band played on. I don't think that's the case. I think the band was like, listen, I wrote this new song and I want someone to hear it in case this ship turns around. Maybe we don't die. I I saw that as they're like, we're not. I didn't think they were brave because they knew they were dying. I'm like, no, this is a band. They're doing a gig and they're like, we're probably maybe we're going to live. Yeah. They're not going to pay us if we don't do the whole set. Yes, exactly. So that's what I learned. I would say that's that's probably awesome. I mean, there's a million things, but that's one off. That's great. I mean, broadly speaking, I'll say. I love most of our guests. They've mostly been fantastic. But one thing that I've learned is that, you know, we talk about how America, we don't get the news. That was, you know, they, we only learn about America. I've really learned that these, a lot of, that they don't get the news anywhere else. You know, in other, all these countries don't know much about oh. their own news, let alone, let alone what's going on in America. They like always that. have kind of a stereotype of America uh, or other countries. They definitely, we definitely are coming in more, you know, we've done research, obviously, but we're coming in knowing things that they don't know about their own stories many times. Um, and, uh, brought more other broadly speaking, I've, I mean, almost every, we've, I've learned a lot about the comedy scene. We haven't really talked about that. You know, Turner, we, that's always like the later stage of the podcast. We talk about the local scene. Um, I, you know, obviously as I'm a typical ignorant American, I don't know much about all these different countries, comedy scenes. Um, I've, I don't think many of our guests have had children. So I've learned that like, I really screwed up having kids if yeah, I wanted to sure. you know, <laughs> creatively, it's really been a disastrous decision. Um, so yeah. And there's obviously a zillion each episode. We learned so much. So, oh, that's that's interesting because we always beat on Americans for not knowing about other countries. That actually makes me feel yeah. a lot better. Everybody is dumb. I think, you know, there's these yes. broad themes like we've a lot of countries say don't don't bring the Trump thing into it. But a lot of countries do have the thing where there's a big divide between the cities and the countryside and the way they see things politically. So that's like a thing that's similar. And another thing is similar is, yeah, everyone's a dummy. Mm. So. Everyone has idiots. I think I that's it. something that the world really doesn't know. I have a show I'm pitch. I want to pitch. I'm pitching to Larry, the cable guy based off this exact concept that everywhere in the world has idiots. I love it. <laughs> I'm like taking notes. I don't know what I'm going to do with these, but that's so good. All right. That's perfect. All right. Now this is to be hard to answer cap. You're going to go first here. Mm. What's the least surprising thing that you've learned in the case that like, what's something that you like had of like, an, an assumption about in a country 
and it was totally true. Or you were like, I bet this sucks. And it did. Or, or like, what were you right about? I guess as you went in. <laughs> what was I right about? Yeah. Um, hmm. That is a tough one. Um, hmm. I'm stumped here. You stumped okay. me. <laughs> uh, Cap, can I prompt you? Yeah. We got something. What about the guest we tried to get in Israel? about that yeah. <laughs> that was not really the answer to this but that's a good story yeah okay let's, I I gotta hear it. yeah let's go yeah i learned that um i i have to stop being like uh trying to see all sides to everything and trying to be such a do-gooder because like I, whenever we do an episode in israel i'm always i'll say we just did one so i'm always disappointed in myself because i'm like i'm trying too hard to be like even keeled about it mm. and like, i feel like it if it's not a, you know because i know i know more it's better when i'm a dummy right these episodes mm. So we had an idea for an episode there was when there was violence, I think a year and a half ago, maybe between Gaza and Israel and or between Hamas and uh, uh, Turner originally said, let's get a Palestinian and an Israeli comedian on. And I said, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to go through that. So then we had a secondary idea where I was like, what about getting an Israeli Arab on um, this? Because there are Israeli Arabs. Most people don't know about it. This is like going deeper. There's over, I mean, 20 percent of the population are Israeli citizens. and um, we found a comedian online. Turner, I found him online. Turner had a connection to him. We got in touch with him. Uh, we were going to tell this really interesting story, we thought, about what it's like to be kind of on both sides of this issue as an Israeli citizen who's also Palestinian descent. We did a lots of research. We were ready to go. This is going to be like, all right, we're going to win like awards for this episode. I really thought this is going to be because uh, this comedian, he performs in Hebrew. We're going to talk about that. We're going to, and we got there. We're sitting there in the Zoom. We're just ready to go. We're all fired up. And he just, we we're just staring at a blank screen for a while. Then all of a sudden, I think we get a text message or a WhatsApp message saying, uh, I was in a car accident, guys. Oh. I'm in the emergency room. <laughs> and I'm not laughing now because so and we were just like, oh, my God, what do we do? Sorry to hear that. You know, and uh, I mean, I'm telling people about it. I'm telling my kids. They're all I'm like, yeah, this guest I had on is in his. They're all concerned about him. We said we can't book anybody else this week. We got to see what you know, we can't. We got to wait, see what happens. And then the next day I'm on Instagram. I'm just blobbing through the stories. And I, I had followed him on Instagram because he was going to be our guest. And I see, I'm like, am I seeing, is this a new story? He's at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing oh. like pull-ups. And then hard. after the gym, he went on, a, he's filming himself driving on the highway. In his car. It apparently car. got totaled the day before. Yeah. Right, right. And now mind you, this was during a wartime when it would have been very easily, there was, he could have said a missile hit his house. Right. He could have said there was all this problems. One of the reasons we want things we want to talk about was there was this dissension where Israeli Arabs were rioting and in, in, in something they don't normally do. And Israelis were were rioting. And like there was a lot of violence between the groups. He could have said like something like that happened to him. He, <laughs> he could have said his Wi-Fi was down. He could have said, said his Wi-Fi was down. <laughs> But That's he went amazing. with the, you know, when you go with the good lie, it's like, who's going to call you on that? Yeah. No one. But just don't post on Instagram no. the next day. No, and it no, was no. immediate. It was like an old store Instagram story that he posted like 12 hours earlier. So it was the day. It was like two was hours after he went to the gym and was posting and then, himself driving. And then we played dumb. I think we wrote him. How you doing? Right. You go, and he just like ghosted us. Oh, like, yeah, we you did go hard. Send him get well flowers and stuff. Yeah. Like you just get yeah. weird about and it. And I'm pretty sure that without revealing his name, I'm pretty sure that our uh, comedian this past week referred to him as a friend of his. So we could. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, so that was that was that was something I learned. I don't know what the what I learned exactly, but you can't. It's a, a good experience. <laughs> I guess maybe like. Don't build up. There's like the most anticipated guest too. It sounds like, right? Which is don't anticipate. Yes, you got to take each week. That's a great way to put it. Like you just got to be like, we're going in. We're going to learn something. We'll see. Sometimes 
they surprise you, which ones are the funniest ones or the most mm. interesting. So, mm. all right. Turner, it's a tough question. Do you have uh, an answer to like? Yeah, you- I don't know if I have an interesting answer. I mean, I guess I would say that we, we tried to do a um, Afghanistan episode mm. uh, a couple years ago, pre before the fall uh, and all that stuff. And um, the guy's wife, we tried like three times in a row and the guy's Wi-Fi wouldn't work. And oh. it was it was also a highly anticipated episode. We eventually okay. got him on. This is the and we same. were just scared something happened to him too when his wife. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, his he, Wi-Fi wouldn't work, and so there it was this lesson that like, yeah, not everybody has. It was one of those lessons where if you think about it logically, you're like, of course, it's, it's he's not going to have great Wi-Fi. You know, right. he's in he's in um, uh, Kabul, I guess. Right. Right. They don't have great. I don't know if they have Verizon or or what it is. Well, this but. is. This is amazing because it maps perfectly to some of the lectures I give to my data science students, where it's like the countries that you most want data from for a lot of research that you're doing, maybe the ones that's hardest to get data from. And so you most want to hear stories from these places that we're not able to hear about in the news. And you can't because of the things like this. There's no Wi-Fi, there's no security. There's people lying to you about being in car accidents. You know, any number of things could go wrong. Yeah. All and right. can I say to answer about things I was right about? Because I just thought of this. Yeah, let's go. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm always, you always remember when you're right. You never remember when you're wrong, right? Yeah. So I remember specifically, we had a, that ger- one of those German comedians on about six months before Putin invaded. I remember saying to him in passing, like, this whole Nord Stream pipeline you guys are doing with Russia, that's, it doesn't give Putin, like, too much power and you guys are getting rid of. And he thought that was like the stupidest thing he's ever heard. He's like, no, Merkel will never do that. And, and, you know, and similarly, we had a Chilean guest on recently. And I said to him something about this. You got a commie in office. What happens? You got all this lithium. We need lithium for electric vehicles. Uh, he's like, oh, he's not a real communist. He'll never do anything. And then over the weekend, I don't know if you saw the lithium markets like collapsed because or uh, he said they're going to nationalize it. <laughs> so oh, really? Got, like oh, wow. 20% of the lithium in the world in Chile or something. And we need it if we want to ever go to electric vehicles well, as a thing. I and he's our, got, and you're going to, yeah. And our biggest, our biggest prediction that came correct, that came true was that Putin was going to invade Ukraine. We yeah, were we, saying that for like six months before. We've had a lot of guests poo-poo us and be like, All no, it's never going to happen. With Ukrainian <laughs> wow. guests. We're like, we're like, okay, Putin now has 150,000 troops on your yeah. border. Are you worried he's going to attack? No, we're fine. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. The, the Israeli guess we had on six months ago when this government was formed, when Netanyahu had this government with all these like crazy, like religious uh, parliament. And I was like, this is what's going to happen. And he's like, oh, nothing's going to happen. This guy's, you know, he's going to be out of office in six months. Nothing happened. And then next thing you know, it's like a civil war in Israel. As we just, there's like, something to be said for like not seeing the forest for the trees. You know, if right. you have an outsider perspective, you can more easily, you can look at the facts more plainly. Right, right, right. And it's you're like, this is what's happening. You don't have any context. Not for saying like, we're geniuses. Yeah. We're dummies. And that's what helps. Right, right, right. No, I'm putting all my money on your I was already betting on your stand up related predictions. And so now I'm going to also <laughs> yes. bet on this. So let's get the betting markets going. I'll get involved. All right. What's a country that you didn't think you wanted to go to? But then after talking to the guest, we're like, oh, I'd like to go there. Is there any such country to go visit? Yeah. To, visit to actually physically go. Oh. Armenia. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> like- percent. Awesome. Yes. Why? What's what's why? Because we're number one there. Yeah. We're number one. They love us. We the come Beatles to a hero- coming down from the plane. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be coming up the airplane. We're gonna be mobbed. Yeah. To a hero's welcome. I oh, would I love, love to go to Armenia. I uh, I started looking it up afterwards, and I'm like, hey, this looks really cool. It looks like a cool right. place to visit. All right. Um, I would say we're also number one in Mongolia this week. We haven't done an episode about that, but mm. I do want to visit there now because I picture okay. us. Ulan Bator. I will say I don't want to visit. Uh, um. 
Croatia because we've had Peja Bajanovic on a couple times. And when I saw him in person in Queens, Bajevich. I went by Sorry. I, when I saw him in person in Queens, I, I, I got so drunk. I almost died. So I don't think I can hang out with him. I think he, that's a bad influence. On yeah, me personally. I would like to go there actually anywhere in <laughs> Eastern I would like Europe, to- Serbia, Croatia. Okay. Montenegro. Is there a place you would, you would probably not want to go Turner? Um, Afghanistan. Afghanistan would be a little dicey. <laughs> right? A little dicey. I think with the Taliban in charge. <laughs> yeah. That's the news coverage that I'm here for. Afghan Afghanistan would be a little dicey, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got I got two more questions for you. One for the next uh, TV episode. Do you have any sense of where you'd want to go next? Yeah, Cap. Do you want to tell them? Um, well, we want to go to South Africa. Yes. and we want to go back to China. Yeah, we want to go to China um, to check in. So when I started 2009, end of 2009, early 2010, doing stand up comedy in China, uh, we were the only people there was we had a little I started an open mic and in Suzhou. And that was the only place to do stand up comedy in the country. And since then, it's now turned into this billion dollar industry with uh, Chinese comedians on TV and selling out theaters and all kinds of stuff around the country. And a lot of those comedians started at our club that we eventually opened in Shanghai doing open mics only in like 2014, 13, 15. And so what we would like to do is go back to China now, go see where we st- I started um, and go hang out with those famous comedians and kind of profile the journey that stand up comedy has got been on in China and show how it evolved in a country with different speech laws than the United States. The number one question I get, and I'm sure, Andrea, you get this as well. When people find out you did stand-up comedy in China, they go, oh, what were you allowed to talk about? Were you not allowed to talk about this? Were you not allowed to talk about that? How is it even possible to do comedy in a, in a country like that? Well, it is possible. They just design their own rules to how it works. You have to get government permits. So we would like to show how that all works, the actual nuts and bolts of how someone can tell an hour of comedy on stage go through, meet the people who give the permits, um, go through that whole process with them and then just see kind of the journey it's all been on, how it's gone to that. That's That's one episode. Um, And then another one is we have this friend in, in South Africa who we've known because we've had him on the podcast a couple of times. And uh, he started a show called blacks only a long time ago in the late nineties. He was the first black comedian in South Africa to be able to perform um, at a comedy, at a festival, at like a big festival, the Black Act uh, in 1998. So apartheid mm. ended in 94. Just ended, yeah. Uh, and if you think about four years after slavery ended in America, it wasn't all of a sudden like hunky dory, you know? <laughs> there wasn't a big stand up scene yeah. developing in the yeah. so <laughs> reconstruction. He's, he's a true pioneer. <laughs> he still runs this tour. It's to, it's to uh, showcase up and coming black artists in South Africa. But he does that by having the headliners be white comedians and black comedians that people would come mm. out to the average audience would come out to see. And then he <clears throat> slides in these young up and comers. So we'd like to go tour with him and just see how stand up comedy has evolved in South Africa. That's awesome. Um, since and, you know, use race, the race, race as a backdrop for that. Very cool. All right. I want to be mindful of the time. I can do one more question, but I, I or I can do two more questions. What do you guys do two and then do? we'll figure yeah. it out later on. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. These, these should be quicker. So what's these are both awesome, by the way, those, those show concepts. Uh, what is one thing that you wish Americans knew about literally anything else in the world? <laughs> Cap, you want me to go? What do you got? I wish they knew that there was idiots everywhere. <laughs> 
Yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, we, you know, as uh, as someone who's lived outside of the country uh, a lot of my life, I we th- there's the, I wish everyone would uh, know that that there's this whole thing that like Americans are idiots. You guys are so stupid, especially from the British. I feel like it's like the Americans are stupid. You don't know irony, and Australians as well. And um. And there's just relax. Americans relax. Don't feel so bad about yourself. There's just as many dummies all over the place. I mean, and you to- can go to like small town in England or small town Australia, and you're gonna find as there's the ignorance is as high as anywhere else. And that's that goes for every country in the world, frankly. Yeah, the same idiots you went to high school with are in every country. Basically. Yeah, so don't let them tell you that we're, we're the only country with idiots. There you go. Uh, we're the only ones that were idiots. I don't know, like get their own TV shows and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we hope. Yeah. Well, and I would just piggyback on that. Americans are constantly complaining about the state of our political system. Mm. It's the worst it's ever been. These are the worst candidates. You know, we sometimes we'll have uh, we have a uh, guest on who will refer to how bad our presidential candidates are, and they are. They are not the best. But we've learned that all we've learned so many stories about the backstories of of leaders of other countries. And I know America's supposed to be on a higher bar or whatever, but there it's a mess everywhere. And and I really learned. If I didn't go in with this idea, I think I'm very much against the parliamentary system because we've had so many episodes where it's just like these wacky like combinations that are only exist because of a parliamentary system and it leads to mass protesting or whatever. So, um, and yeah, I think, and we've, you know, this, this, the whole idea of like courts and everything, I just feel like Americans sell short what we got here sometimes. I All think right. that, I think you could, when you hear someone say America's the best country on earth, uh, it can come across as an ignorant. It sounds like, an you know, you might be like, oh, it's an ignorant statement. Yeah. Uh, but equally as ignorant statement is America is the worst country. On yes. Earth. Yeah. Or that America might even like be much more devil. of yep. a ignorant statement. And then our politicians are the worst. And fill in the blank of any president we've had. Literally anyone. If you say that's the worst president on Earth, you're just so far. You're just you're an right. ignorant. What you're telling us is you don't know anything about the world. It's right. like in America, we're the Hollywood blockbuster. All of our movies, you see them there. You can pick them apart They're, But, you know, you don't see all, most independent movies aren't good. <laughs> we don't get right. to pick them apart. But if you actually watch them, you're like, ah, right. I try and sit through an stuff. Albanian blockbuster. OK, <laughs> exactly. I would love that's to what do we that. do. That's, that's what I want to do. I'm going to get off this podcast right now and do that. All right. No, that's that's all good lessons. OK, last thing. Answer in whatever order you want. Uh, what is something 300 episodes? That is no small commitment. That is really impressive. What are you personally most proud of with these 300 episodes? I mean, I think the the, the coverage, if you will, of the of the Ukrainian situation was uh, was just like I felt like we offered something very unique to our listeners between Misha's experience, Anton's experience, Oleg's perspective. We've even done episodes you know, with other countries and how, you know, neighboring countries. Um, so I thought that was like a real, this has been a very unfortunate situation. It's still going on, but we've, I think we've, we've covered it from all sides very nicely. Hmm. So great. Yeah. I would say that um, Kaplan and I are still friends <laughs> is probably pretty good. 300 episodes in, we still like each other. And uh, these, these episodes aren't in person. It helps. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it would be, it could be a different story. And then, uh, and then that, uh, you know, through this show, uh, Donnie Zoldan and I got to, um, well, I got to meet um, our, our uh, uh, Afghan, uh, Afghan comedian. And then um, he had some he was essentially trapped in Afghanistan with the Taliban hunting him when Afghanistan fell. And Donnie uh, Zoldan from Stand Up New York, he and I helped the guy 
for a couple months, try to get out of the country. He eventually did get out, not because of us, but I felt like we a for effort. The, yeah. The help we provided along the way kind of helped him. And, um, and now he's in Canada doing fine. So that's probably for sure. That's the huge. Most. And I've got breaking news. It's off topic, but it just came across the wire that Tucker Carlson was just fired from Fox News. So I think we throw our hats in the ring. Hey! This is our this is our audition right. tape. Turner Carlson. Fair and balanced. I can, I can change my last name. <laughs> Turner Carlson. Turner Carlson. People Turner call me Tucker Carlson. anyway. So Tucker yeah, Sparks. Yeah, yeah, yeah Turner Carlson. Tucker Sparks. You've got the good Fox News look going. Turner, wow, so. that's you just broke that news for me. So this is uh, hot off the here. press, international and national news, right here in Boston, be- America. Breaking news when it's airs, but still. Right, share it. right. You broke it to me. Well, thanks very much. Well, I guess I do have one more question for you guys, which is, is how can people support the show? Oh, Ooh, thank yeah. you. Go to patreon.com slash lost in America. Support it. Um, support us so we can keep getting these guests to come on our show every week. I mean, I think it's I think what we're doing is uh, helpful and insightful. So and we want to keep doing it. So that's the best way to yeah. keep doing it. Cap. And when we have sponsors, support stuff, buy stuff from the sponsors. Yes. Uh, Jesse's yeah. tea. Everybody go buy Jesse's tea. He's this. He's running a small business. He's a comedian just like we are. He has this tea company on the side. It's becoming part of his, more of his full business. But he took a chance. We're the first sponsorship he's ever done. And he's like, I just want to see if it works. So let's make it work. All right, Jesse's tea. I'm on it. Well, thank you both guys for, uh, for, for letting me interview you. And thank you for all the episodes that you're doing. As someone who, who misses leaving this country, I love that I get to go take a look <laughs> elsewhere. By thank you, you Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy, for doing this for us. This is a big My ask, pleasure. and we oh, appreciate nice. it. So yeah, that really is it, Kaplan. Uh, that is the show. Andrea, we really appreciate you being here. Everyone go support Andrea. Follow her at Jones Roy on Instagram. Cap, that's it. What should we do? And listen to your podcast, Majoring Everything. And in the meantime, get lost. Get lost. 300 get lost. strong. <laughs>